you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football. We're live here in New York City. It's the first Monday in April for us. I'm Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt in his chair, Sean O'Hara, filling in for Jason McCourty. And in Kyle's voice, Peter. 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 Yeah. Peter. <laughs> Peter Schrager is back. What's I'm up? Back. I'm back. I'm so happy to be back. If you've been watching the show and you're wondering where I've been, I've been tweeting here and there. You're like, wait, he's still on board. But my wife, Erica, and I, and my son, Mel, we added a fourth to the family. We have a baby girl. Named uh, Betty Hazel Schrager. Oh my God. She was born a few weeks ago, and the fine folks at the NFL Network and here at Embassy Row and Good Morning Football were kind enough to give me a, oh my God. a few weeks off to spend some time with our new baby girl. So I am back. I am fully ready here for the draft, for everything that follows. I've got Aaron Rodgers' thoughts. I've got Lamar Jackson wow. thoughts. I've got it all. And I'm shocked that Derek Carr signed with the Saints. Like, right? If the Jets wanted a quarterback, <laughs> like, we could do it all. But I've been gone for some time, and I'm so happy to be back here with you guys. Oh, that's Congratulations. Awesome. Buddy. Would you like to do the honors? Yeah, um, as, Jay, as as Devin McCourty yeah. was doing. Time for the lead block! Chags is back. Yeah. So let's go right into it. Lamar Jackson, there's a narrative that uh, I guess he's injury prone due to his style of play. But former Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman debunks this theory in a piece he wrote for the 33rd team. Roman writes that, quote, Jackson was such a master of avoiding hits. And honestly, he was safest when he was out in space on the move because he was in control as opposed to in the pocket with his eyes downfield, hoping somebody doesn't run into the back of his legs. The few times he got injured, of course, this is Greg Roman's words, his former offensive coordinator, were behind the line of scrimmage looking to make a throw down the field. Greg Roman certainly knows what he's talking about in this capacity. After all, he designed the Ravens offense around Lamar Jackson. So um, maybe we can set that narrative aside. The mm -hmm. fact remains that Lamar Jackson's football future remains very much in limbo. So let's go to Peter immediately. Yeah. What should the Ravens be looking to do, buddy? I don't know if the Ravens have the cards on this one. So it's like, what are the Ravens looking to do? Well, they can do a lot of things. But if Lamar Jackson doesn't want to be on the Ravens or if Lamar Jackson wants a certain amount of money the Ravens aren't willing to give, there has to be some sort of budge here. I go back to the guaranteed contract thing, and it's going to be a topic right up until this thing is settled and it's going to be a topic with Joe Burrow's contract and Justin Herbert's contract and Jalen Hurts's contract and the fact that the Browns truly did something last year. I don't think we realized even at the time the ramifications on what it would mean to the quarterback market. Here's the quote that Steve Bashotti had at last year's league meetings. I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a fully guaranteed contract. To me, that's something that is groundbreaking and it will make negotiations harder with others. That's over a year ago. And when you say others, well, it means our guy. Mm -hmm. So here comes Lamar Jackson and whether or not he demanded this amount or this amount or this amount, we know that he wanted a certain number and that number at least at one point was supposed to be more than Deshaun Watson. Whether it was more guaranteed money, whether it was more money overall, and the Ravens weren't willing to do that. And the Ravens put their foot down. What can they do? 
Well, I think they've tried a lot, and I don't think it's it's necessarily gone the the distance the way that they wanted. Like they've been down to Florida to meet with him; mm -hmm. it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> they've negotiated with him directly; it hasn't worked. To me, what's interesting is it's like this feeling. And again, I've been watching from afar, and I've been like watching your show, watching our show, and been like, guys. Lamar puts out that tweet that he had a trade demand while John Harbaugh is addressing the media. Yeah. And everyone on Twitter, because we're in such a reaction, world, it's like, Lamar dropped the mic. That was a week ago. Nothing happened. Like, Lamar didn't get, they didn't rush to pay Lamar. They didn't trade Lamar. Yeah. This is one of those deals where it's like a nuclear war and both sides have to budge on this. But with the Ravens not knowing fully what Lamar wants and Lamar maybe wanting something that's more than the Ravens are willing to give, I think this one ends up with, yeah, he wants a trade. And yeah. Are you going to sit the season out or not, Lamar? Because I think the Ravens are more than willing to pay him $32 million. I don't think they're willing to pay him $250 million guaranteed. Peter, do you think that while it wasn't the mic drop moment that Lamar maybe wanted it to accomplish, do you think he did it intentionally, the timing of it? Because you said he sat down, Coach Harbaugh sat down, and the tweet came out. Yeah. the answer to it. There was a lot of strategy behind that. And now Lamar might not say that it was, but it was perfectly timed if you're looking to make noise and put your coach into a tough situation where he has to answer questions the only time of course like that was of all the minutes that was the mm -hmm. minute he chose and Harbaugh you know we love Lamar we love Lamar we love Lamar we love Lamar and then you're like at home like but is that lip service I don't know I don't think we're any better off a week later from Lamar doing that or not doing that and yet at the time it was like oh snap I don't know he's still on the franchise tag and he hasn't signed it yet so I like that as soon as you sit down Peter you've been off for a month you compare it to nuclear war yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you just compared Lamar to North Korea yeah, welcome well, back not, Peter. Or, or the Ravens or the, just, we don't know it. We don't I'm know not which. the one saying who and where it just incredible I feel like there's some brinksmanship going on here. Yeah. And I don't think either side is any closer than we were yeah. when I wasn't on the show for the last so three either. weeks. I, know. You know, I think it's so fitting right now. We were talking about you having a, a, a new addition to the family, and it's kind of like being a new parent. You're getting advice from everybody. Imagine being Lamar Jackson right now. Everybody's telling him what to do. Man, you got to take this deal. Or, oh, no, 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 no. no. You, you, you need guaranteed money. Need, like, he's literally hearing from everybody how to swaddle this baby now. now that's <laughs> the proper <laughs> technique here, right? Yeah. You got to fold it over here. You got to fold it over here. You got to do the legs first. You can't let them come out. Otherwise, they're going to cry. They're going to scratch their face. Look, Lamar, here's the deal, man. <laughs> Bet on yourself, all right? I'm going to be one of those guys. I'm going to teach you how to swaddle. I'm going to tell you how to do it, all right? Joe Flacco did it as well. Like, everybody's acting like, oh, man, the Ravens are doing – they're dirty for this. Or Lamar is is, should be doing this. This is business. To quote Jay-Z, I'm not a business, man. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a business, man. Go on. I'm a business. There you go, buddy. Man. Lamar Jackson. Chris Rock botching the punchline at the end. He's yeah. a business. Tom's got 99 problems. Baltimore, Baltimore <laughs> knows it, too. And, and I don't think they're doing anything wrong. He's not doing anything wrong. And you know what? Like, the franchise tag is meant to get a long-term deal. And you know what? Look, look, Lamar, go ball out. Yes. Now, the one thing Baltimore can do is help him out with some surrounding cast. Give yeah. him some receivers. Give yeah. him some. Like, every year, I feel like we're talking about, how's Lamar going to go out there yeah. and compete against Jamar Chase and bu the Buffalo Bills and all these other guys when he's got all these And receivers. it's just all's well as ends well. Go out and ball out, Lamar. And it's all going to be like. I don't think it's the saga and the drama that everybody thinks it is. I mean, it's different because Lamar doesn't have an agent. So I think that there's been some handling of that differently. But I think for Lamar, take care of your business. And, you know, we're talking about Greg Roman saying he injured on the field. I've heard different stories about Lamar just needs to take care of himself a little bit better off the field. Mm. And I think here's the thing. If you get hurt on the field and you're working out, you're training, you're doing everything that everybody's asking you to do, that's the game. That's mm. part of the game. But when you're not necessarily mm. taking care of your body, off the field, then when stuff happens, now all of a sudden they hold it against you. That's that's like a that's a like a rumor. That's what people say about Lamar. Yeah, I've he heard. I've just heard like things that yeah. it's not where it should be. Mm.
Wow. Okay. They should probably trade him. I, I, I mean, listen. To who, though? That's my thing. Like, I don't know. Well, like, they should he's still going to want the same stuff, and no team is saying. Yeah. This feeling of, like, why aren't the Colts or why aren't the Falcons rushing yeah. to him? Because he wants $250 million guaranteed. Well, maybe they should go from picks. saying he's available to actively pursuing. You yeah. know, like, calling people actively. If he doesn't want to be there, and he, you don't want to pay him what he wants, and he doesn't want to take what you want, maybe you just say, look, we, got, we gave it four great years. It was incredible. Almost half of which we've tried to extend him. We maximized the, the height of his running ability, which is still his greatest weapon. You know, he has the same playoff record as Kirk Cousins. Maybe we should be calling everybody now, and maybe this isn't going to happen. And the draft is coming, and one of the things we talked about, Peter, is these draft picks that everyone talks about from the Jets and the Packers and the Ravens, that are, they immediately become far less valuable the second the draft happens because you have to wait an entire calendar year to use them. So the question of to who, yes, sure, that's the thing. And all we say is, Colts and Falcons and Falcons and Colts until we're blue in the face. But I think the Ravens have done everything they could possibly do to not trade him. Maybe sometimes you start using that switchboard and going actively to do it. Because if he doesn't want to be there, eventually, like, you're just like, maybe we just have to, to launch. I don't know. Yeah. Because we're sitting, we're staring at each other for years. Washington's it's a cross-town rival, if you will. If the yeah, Washington sure. commanders call, do you... Out of conference? Yeah. Out of everything? You say yes? Uh, yeah. If the package is enough. I, I'd rather that than Lamar doesn't show up to training camp and he doesn't sign the tender. And now we're, like, an absolutely... What about to New England? Your arch rivals for so many years and those... Less Desirable. Yeah. Less, Washington sounds great. Yeah. So, great. Every day that passes, the emotional value on this to me goes up to the point where I think we've tipped the scale in my mind that he doesn't want to be back in that building. I, and I'm not sure if I were the Ravens ownership or management or coaches. Like, this is like a breakup that has happened, and now they have to go to a wedding together that you still committed to, mm. and you're standing at the cocktail hour, and you hear your ex over there opining about, oh, I love, I love her so much. I love her 100%, 200%. I love her that much. And you're listening to this like, I'm sorry, why are you saying this about me now when I was asking for your affection for the last two years? When I was asking for you to commit to me and now we've broken up, my stuff is half out of the apartment, my U-Haul is coming tomorrow yep. Yep. and you're still telling people about how great I am? I don't really want to hear it. I wish you had paid that lip service over the last couple of months or years. This to me had took issue last summer when he put a cutoff after training camp in the season and said, I don't want to talk about this anymore. In my mind, that's when this all changed. He, he was telling everybody mm. he was done talking about it, which I think meant he wanted to be done dealing with it. Mm. So now his feelings have been hurt, I think rightfully so, for the last nine months. And I'm not sure if he wants to be walking those halls in that building. I know I wouldn't. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, look, they trade for Roquan Smith midseason. Roquan Smith also represents himself. Roquan Smith and the Ravens worked out a deal a couple of weeks later. Like, yeah. Why did he put a hard deadline on, all right, it's August, I'm done talking. Because he'd already dealt with it for 18 months, had he not? Sure, but why not have an open dialogue? Why yeah. close those doors? Mm -hmm. If Roquan Smith can figure it out in a month with no agent, why can't Lamar? But I hate it? those. I see those. Loma and Laramie Tunsil did it. That's different money. That's way different. This is a quarterback, quarter billion dollars. Yeah. I think it's higher stakes. It means much more than a left tackle or a linebacker. So people always bring those up. They did it. They're not asking for what Lamar, yeah. we think, is asking. No, you're right. Quarterback contracts are totally different. Yeah, the language I mean, in them is totally different. There's all kinds of different things added to marketing things. Yeah. You know, some quarterbacks have suites built into their mm. contract as part of you know their salary so it's it's definitely a different 
item. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about quarterback contracts. You know, for Lamar though, I, I think going back in the locker room, I don't think that would be an issue. I, I think he's got a great bond with some of those guys in that locker room, and, and I think they. Understand I don't think Jamie's saying the locker room. That's not the I guy. Think she's saying. I think right, he's got to be a GM, I think that yeah. owner, yeah. coach, all that. Right. Like and he's I think there that's grabbing why John a bowl of saying, cereal I love you. in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Sup, coach?" And he's like, "Gotta go." And he just like, "You made my life miserable." For I mean, I just can't imagine the dynamic that will exist regardless of the money. Still to come on Good Morning. Couple comments. Couple comments. Topics to get to because again, Briggs is back. Could we see a surprise team go after a quarterback in this draft? We're not talking a quarterback who's on the franchise tag. Now we're going to talk draft quarterbacks. Monday Mishmash is Ooh. on the way. Your two children, Mel and Betty. It's yeah. beautiful. Mel and Betty. It's beautiful. They're going to be best friends. They're going to be waiters at a waiters and waitresses at no, a diner. Mel and Betty. <laughs> if they want. Yeah. Plus, back at breakfast table, did Peter get any Aaron Rodgers insight during his time away? Here we go, buddy. A little bit. Empty the bag. A little bit. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome back. Monday morning in the world of football. Uh, our brother Peter Schrager returns to the table. The last time Peter was on the show, he was telling us, the Texans should take Mario Williams over Reggie Bush. I'm telling you, <laughs> the advantage long-term will be greater. Peter had takes on it, and they listened to you. Uh, Peter is back, and we are going to get into that beautiful football mind of yours with something we call For Peter's Sake. Okay. We would never call it For Pete's Sake. Peter does not like being called Pete. Why? Because, quote, it's not my name. Not my name. Uh, Peter. <laughs> Look at your face. Look at your, look at your beautiful visage here at the yeah. table. We're so thrilled to see you. Thank you. We've talked a lot of Aaron Rodgers, and not the same as we've done for seven years. So yeah. since you've been gone, a lot's happened. He went on and Pat told Pat that you know, my intention is to join the Jets. I'd like to play for them. There's no trade that's happened. Where do you come out on anything and everything Rodgers? First thing is I thought the Jets' trip to Malibu was the most interesting thing because the Packers hadn't agreed to a deal yet. I, I can't imagine getting on that plane and just going and courting and wooing and showing your cards to everyone. Everybody that like we're gonna bring everybody, and it wasn't just Robert Sala. And they brought the offensive coordinator, they brought the team president, they brought the general manager, mm. they brought multiple owners. Fireman Ed was there. Fireman yes. Ed was, was was out there in front of Woody's car, where the paparazzi was like, "Wait, <laughs> really? you parked a car right in front of Aaron Rodgers?" Yeah. House? yeah. Um, I thought that was really interesting. So that you have Jets fans up in a lather already, like, "Oh, okay, well, it must be a done deal. They wouldn't go out there." No, the Packers had not agreed to anything. And then Rodgers goes on McAfee, and this is where I was 90% retiring in. Until I heard after the darkness retreat that they act, well, if you're the Jets and the Jets fans, you're like, do you want to even play for us? Or you just want to get spite and play for anyone? Like, where's the love there? And the last part about it is when he goes through all of the different people at the organization, he's mentioning Bob Harlan, who was the team president, you know, (laughs) back in when he got drafted, and the equipment guy, and Spike in the cafeteria. You don't mention Mark Murphy, who has been the president of the team since you were a starting quarterback. You don't mention Brian Gunkus, who's the GM these last two years when you won MVP. Like, at some point, it does 
get personal and the Packers aren't trying to bend over backwards to help a guy that won't show the gratitude towards them. So I don't think that helped necessarily mm -hmm. when he went on that whole gratitude trail with the Packers fans. And then there's the Jets side of it. Last week, got, mm -hmm. I got a call. Oh, yeah, let's go, baby. Come on. Yep. Let's go. Coach Sala says, hey, Shrake just had a kid. Let's go. Let's go to Rayo's. Rayo's is in a, a legendary place in Harlem on, e on East 114th where it's one of these spots. It's got, like, New York roots. And Sala and I, we went deep. We talked. Uh, yeah, the Jets, they, they want Aaron Rodgers really badly. Mm -hmm. The Packers haven't agreed on the terms with what the Jets think, and there's going to be, we talked about brinksmanship with the Lamar thing, someone's going to have to bend. And I think, you know, when you talk about 90% that I was going to retire until I came out of the darkness and heard that they might not want me, and now I'm, I'm willing, I'm ready to go play football. If you're a Jets, you know, side of it, am I giving a first-round pick to a guy who said 90%? Yeah. I was going to retire? If you are, you got to have some assurance that, hey, that first-round pick is not a first-round pick if he plays one year. I need to know that if this thing becomes conditional, where it's like it's a second-round pick, yeah. but it becomes a first if he plays two years. So yeah. I think we're getting into the nitty-gritty of that, of course. You think that Packers want the 13? I think the Packers want the 13. Yeah, yeah, and I think they know that the Jets fans are like, wait, what's wait, still we don't have Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. this might come right up until the draft. I think Aaron Rodgers will be the quarterback of the New York Jets. I do, but I don't think it had to get this way. I mm -hmm. think there was a lot of different weird things that happened along the way. And the Jets and Rodgers side of it, I think they took the Packers' gratitude for granted maybe and just mm -hmm. thought they would be the nice, good soldiers in this. Sure. And I don't think the Packers are looking to do anyone any favors. Good. Okay, yeah, I good. feel like we're going in chronological order. Okay. So let's go to March 10th. The Chicago Bears trade away the number one pick to Carolina. They go back to nine. And here were the terms of the trade. What did you think about this when you saw this one come down? I was surprised that everyone overwhelmingly was like, the Bears fleeced the Panthers. Yeah, they sure. robbed the Panthers. You know, I guess DJ Moore is a really good player. He might be the best receiver that's going to be available this offseason. So the Bears do pick that up. But gosh, the number one overall pick is the keys to the draft. So yeah. to me, if you're the Panthers and you've been through the Cam Newton and the P.J. Walker and the Baker Mayfield and the Sam Darn, I love this from the Panthers standpoint. And here's what I haven't seen mentioned a bunch of places. They paid a lot of money to a lot of coaches this offseason. Like, okay. they're paying a ton of money to Frank Reich and to Jim Caldwell and to Thomas Brown, who's really respected with, with, the, with the Rams. And a, Josh McCown is the quarterback's coach. There's like 100 years of, like, good offensive experience and 35 years of, like, NFL playing experience between McCown and Reich. Mm -hmm. When they get their quarterback at one, like, they want to choose their quarterback. They mm -hmm. don't want to be dealt their quarterback and take the second best guy. So my reaction was, yeah, the Bears got a lot, and Justin Fields is clearly their dude at QB. But the Panthers, I love the aggression, and I feel like you have to be aggressive, especially in a draft where there's four different quarterbacks, and you want to be the one picking the one you want. Mm. Yeah, they're the front of the line right now. All right, I'm going to piggyback off you and go yep. chronologically here. Yeah. Free agency frenzy. All right, okay. you're in a frenzy of your own. You're, yeah. you're washing bottles and yeah. trying to occupy Mel and going on that. What, what team do you think really helped themselves the most? Free agency. You know, I liked what the Jaguars did last year, and everyone critiqued, oh, how do you give Christian Kirk four years, 72 yeah. million, and why would you spend all this money on these guys? And then they went to the playoffs because they were like, we're going to buy really good players, and we're going to hire a really good coach, and we're going to mm -hmm. change things. The Denver Broncos did that. I think the Denver Broncos, with the hiring of Sean Payton and his staff, and then right out of the gate spending $200 million the first week of free agency, and the people that they brought in are like tough, smart, uh, you know, Pound it with Ben Powers, and then of course you've got Mike McGlinchey, yeah, and then sure. you get the big pass rusher and Zach Allen. Like, I love what what they did. I think the Broncos spending money and making an impact and saying we're not going to just let 
Mahomes do this again, yeah. we're going to do everything we can and we're going to spend money to make it happen. We're showing, obviously, highlights of all these players, but I, I like Denver's entire rebuild, and it's not just on the field. Of course, you know what a fan I am of Coach Payton, but I yeah. think he was making a statement here, too, saying, like, we're not going to just take this thing lying down. We're going to try to do everything we can and put the best foot forward. It's a Monday and there is a lot of topics to discuss and now we get to join in the party because we've been picking Peter Schrager's brain since yeah. his return but now let's all join in. Monday right. Mishmash is happening right now after Anthony Richardson's pro day last week. Seahawks GM John Schneider was in attendance and commented quote he has a ton of physical talent no question about it end quote. Which team could surprise everyone and not only take a selfie with the quarterback at his workout but also take a quarterback in the first round. You know round. I'm looking at these first round teams Jamie and obviously we've got our obvious ones but who could surprise? Mm -hmm. What if the Ravens moved up and said you know oh, what no, let's, let's put a pin in this entire thing oh, and let's no. go take a quarterback <laughs> on a rookie contract again. They have the 22 overall pick. I don't think any of these guys the top four guys are be there. Maybe Herndon Hooker will be there at 22 but what if the Ravens were to give the Colts a big package? What if the Ravens were to give the Cardinals a big package and were able to move up to three or four and the Baltimore Ravens said okay Lamar you can play on the franchise tag but we've got your replacement right behind you and we'll bid you adieu after that look this is not ruthless yeah but this hasn't been business baby you want to talk about being business this is a business yeah. you know like games this fall that would be the surprise there's a lot of gamesmanship going on and you know let's let's get Lamar a wide receiver let's get Lamar a tackle let's get Lamar this let's get the let's get Lamar a plane ticket maybe let's get Lamar a plane ticket we'll get him his back let's get him his replacement so who could? Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot crazier things happen. Joe Flacco was the quarterback for the Ravens in a Super Bowl and an MVP in a Super Bowl and all this. They drive, they traded up and got Lamar Jackson the 32nd overall pick. It's happened before. Depending on how things go over the next few weeks, Ravens, 22nd overall pick? Let's see. Yeah, turnabout's fair play, right? Mm. Flacco. I think Seattle is intriguing to me. They're sitting there at the fifth pick. They got the, this draft pick from Denver. And look, I know everybody's you know still ecstatic about Geno Smith and what he did last season. He got the new contract. But let's be honest, it was a three-year deal. He's 35 years old. Are you building the franchise around Geno Smith? I don't think so. Essentially a one-year deal, too. Right. So they, they've got an out after that. But I think when you're, if you're Pete Carroll right now, it's like, hey, let's rebuild us. Let's do it again. All right. We, we struck gold with Russell Wilson in the third round. Let's go get our guy. They've got five picks in the first three rounds, four in the first two, really. Yeah. So you got the fifth pick and the 20th pick. Like, I could easily see them taking a quarterback at five. And you look around that division, it's like, all right, we, we got to have our guy for the future for, you know, and, and mm -hmm. we've got another first round pick to add pieces to the puzzle. So look out for the Seahawks. Maybe. I say Raiders. I love Jimmy. We all love Jimmy. I'm sure the Raiders love Jimmy. I'm sure Josh McDaniels love Jimmy. We're going to hear this. Uh, the chorus of Jimmy's, you can win with Jimmy. You can, Jimmy, you can win with Jimmy. Jimmy's the winner. I, I get it. I get it. Jimmy is what Jimmy is. He's never going to be a first-team All-Pro. He's never going to be a second-team All-Pro or third-team or fourth-team or fifth-team. They have the seven pick. I look at what they're about in the future and excitement in Vegas. I look at somebody like Anthony Richardson who has all of those things and would not need to start right away. It seems like a fit. I don't know if they're going to. It would not surprise me if they did, though. The alternative is Jimmy indefinitely. We're just going to trust him even though at every step he's either played shaky or played great and then gotten hurt. It's it's a roll of the dice to, to, to take from Vegas. If you keep doing <laughs> nice. that with the Jimmy thing, fine. And I, I will root for you. Would not surprise me if the Raiders said, oh, we like Jimmy, but we also love this kid. Yeah, I really wish I had a Motor City punt to play now, but I can't because I'm going to go Detroit Lions. Um, the surprise only because to the Seahawks point and to really anything that has a guy, but it's not one of the guys in the league, if you know what I mean. Mm. What are the Lions doing with Jared Goff? They got him from the Rams. He's done great. The Lions are on the cusp. Everyone is hot on the Lions' tail right now. But what does the next five years look like? Is it with Jared Goff? They retain Ben Johnson again. Again, the offensive coordinator who is so young, so talented. 
Credit to Dan Campbell for being able to do that. Where do the Lions go at quarterback? Because, Peter, if you can refresh me on Jared Goff, what, two years left? believe so. There's a future there. Might be three years, but I think he's got one of the highest salaries in the right. NFL for the next right. two years. So. Right. So what does that identity look like at quarterback for the Lions? I don't know. They have the sixth pick. There's a lot of quarterbacks, too. There's so much hype on the Lions. It makes me nervous almost. I, I like the Lions next year, too, but there's a lot. Yep. A lot. Former Hawkeye, nation's top linebacker prospect, Jack Campbell. Big hitter. Buckle up. Coming on next. Boom. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If you watch Big Ten football, you know that man right there. It's time for Next Gen Chats, where we try to learn as much as we can about the next generation of NFL stars who will be drafted this year. We do it in four questions. And up next, we've got a tackling machine out of the University of Iowa. Let's welcome one of the great players of his conference and a great former Iowa Hawkeye, Mr. Jack Campbell. What up, Jack? Jack, Jack, what's up? What's up, up, guys? How are you guys doing? We're awesome, Jack. And it's great having you. I loved watching you play. Players like Patrick Willis or Vaughn Miller, Luke Keekley, they all won the Buckus Award every year that goes to college football's top linebacker, and you took it home last season. What did winning the Buckus Award mean to you? And when you look at that long list of names who have won it before you, how does it feel to be in that company? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, first and foremost, it was a blessing. Any time you get a, a trophy as a linebacker with Mr. Buckus's name on it, um, it obviously means you're probably a pretty physical linebacker and you're just a hard nose, hard worker. And anytime you get any of those things thrown around your name, um, it's truly just a blessing. And also it's just a great opportunity for me uh, to continue to just carry on that tradition at the next level with guys who have won that award. But again, I'm just thankful for the guys who have won that award for uh, before me and kind of paved the way for young guys like me. But it was just, it was just truly a special day and uh, one that I'll never forget for sure. That's awesome, man. And somebody's going to be thrilled to have you in their locker room this fall. In the meantime, let us pull from the headlines. Everybody was watching Iowa Hoops yesterday around the whole country. They came up a little bit short, but it causes this massive topic across social media where Caitlin Clark had done this gesture and then Angel Reese from LSU had done it. Where do you come out on this? Over the line or just athletes just talking trash and, and being competitive? I mean, I feel like it's a part of the game, but at the same time, it's just me, my opinion, my perspective. Anytime I do anything, I kind of just do it level-headed. But at the same time, I mean, I feel like competition is going to bring out some stuff from people. And it's just, I guess, people's personalities. And feel free to do what you want. I feel like Caitlin definitely handled it in a, in a great way, in a way that I feel like a lot of people couldn't have. Um, so hats off to her, but also hats off to LSU and everything they've done. So, Well, Jack, I know Iowa is, is very special to you. And, and at the Combine, you got a little emotional when you were talking about how much it means to mm-hmm. you. Now your brother, your younger brother, Drew, has just committed to play football at Iowa next season. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of passing on the torch. What has Iowa meant to you? And what are you most looking forward to for your brother getting to experience there? Yeah, no, for sure. The the program in a whole has just done uh, so much uh, for me. And getting 
to have an opportunity to have a, a younger sibling go in there and kind of pave his own way and make a name for himself and hopefully not get too many comparisons because I just want him to go and enjoy uh, those four years and be around uh, some of his best friends and make some of his best memories. But I know that when he steps foot on campus, he's going to be in, in great hands uh, with Coach Kirk Ferentz um, and the rest of the staff around him. So uh, I'm just excited to to be able to watch a game on the other side and also know like kind of what he's going through and uh, be able to kind of be with them through that journey. But man, I'm just so proud of all my all my siblings and my parents for just raising us to be the people we are. So. Yeah, Jack, you'll have your Saturdays free because you'll be busy on Sunday afternoons moving forward. Um, yeah. Let's talk about your play at the next level. What makes you different? We can watch your highlights. We can see the awards mm. that you've won. But why are we going to be talking about you on Monday mornings on Good Morning Football next fall? I feel like kind of just what sets me apart. I feel like uh, I'm kind of an old school player with uh, some nuances to my game. Um, I feel like I can I can do anything anyone ever asked me to do. I feel like I'm a, a true a three-down linebacker. Um, but also, I feel like I have a perspective, like I'm going to go in there um, and just try to earn respect from veterans from day one. Um, and that's just through my actions. Actions will always speak louder than words. And then being able to go in there and kind of make a name for yourself. Um, and then when you do get that opportunity to take advantage of it at the highest level, um, and I feel like that's kind of what's going to set me apart. I, I feel like I'm just going to be a, a violent in the run game, uh, old school in that, in that sense, but then in coverage, be able to be able to do that at a high, high level as well. So. Jack, awesome. You got me. That's ready. the man. I love that. That's a leader right Let's there. Let's go, Jack. Hey, Buckus Award winners don't come around too mm-hmm. often. They come around once a year, and there's one guy, and you're that dude, and you've earned it, and now you're taking your game to the next level. We wish you the best of luck, Jack. Have an awesome rest of your pre-draft season, and enjoy the weekend when it comes. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you having me on here. So the Jaguars won the AFC South title last season and made the playoffs for the first time since 2017. They got in right at the end of the season, but it counts for something. They were playing in January, and at the league meeting last week, owner Shad Khan said that he thought they'd, quote, cracked the code. He called having a great head coach, a great general manager, and a great quarterback, quote, the trifecta for success in the NFL. Okay, Shad Khan, you think you got it figured out? Jacksonville, they got the division win. Do you think they are close, or have they indeed cracked the code? I think they've cracked it. This team started 2-6 and six last year, and they finished 9-8. and eight. Yeah. They came tearing down the stretch. And I, I cannot emphasize this enough in terms of the Lawrence thing. I give him and the whole organization a massive pass for year one in Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. The Urban Meyer situation was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And they bring in an actual human being to be a head coach, and they started winning games. So I love them. They're, they're, they're like the AFC equivalent of maybe the Lions where they're like, hype, 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 big expectations this year, and I don't get nervous at all, especially looking at their division and looking at that dude and looking at that coach behind him. I, I Guys, I'd love to zag here and say, I don't know. I love what they built, and I love how they finished the year. That's only they lost much. You know, their offensive coordinators, Press Taylor, he's back, and Mike Caldwell, their defense coordinator, he's back. They bring back all of Doug Peterson's guys. And on the field, there was no major losses this offseason. Um, you know, I... I look at the Jaguars, and to me, I mentioned it earlier in the show in in regards to the Broncos, they needed to do what they did last year. They spent so much money. And you know how much money they spent this year in free agency? Mm. Mm. Not a dime. They're basically like, 
all right, but they had to make a big swing. And when you're one of these teams that is hit rock bottom like the Jaguars did, you have to go for the complete mm -hmm. rebuild, and they did, and they nailed it mm -hmm. with Doug Peterson and obviously Trent Balky and the guys they brought in. Yeah, for shot cons, but the Da Vinci Code and his decoder was broken. But mm. with these two guys, with Doug Peterson and with Trevor, I think now they they are onto something. And I think the biggest thing for the Jaguars right now is the confidence right now, right, and, and the expectations. It's no longer like, hey, are we going to make the playoffs? Oh no, no, we've got a new standard of excellence, and I think that right there is what Doug Peterson is going to have to build on this this offseason this summer. I think Shad Khan's not giving himself enough credit for picking yeah, having I can name a lot of teams that have a great GM independently, a great head coach independently, and a great quarterback independently. They all have to work together. They have to the personalities have to mesh. I mean, there's other magic that has to work into things like that because independently, sure, those are three great guys, but to produce over 18 weeks and 17 games and to play yourself into the playoff and go to Kansas City and compete, I mean, that's more than just having three great guys like that. That, that game, three different things happened in that game. The Jaguars beat the Chiefs in that mm -hmm. game. Yes. They, like, they, were, they were in it. They yeah. were right yeah. in it to yeah. the end. I think they're not close. I think they have cracked the code, and it'll be fun to watch them, as to Kyle's point, in that division. I am bumping. Coming up, the Bills have proven themselves in the AFC. No, right. But does Josh Allen need some more help? I don't know. Coming out of the backfield, maybe? Like a star? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.